0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it.
1: You felt it your entire life. All
2: right, hats. Are we started? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was ready. <laughs> there we go. There we All go. right.
3: Welcome oh, to Two Bit Idiots. Actually, it feels, what, episode 16? I think it was be. 16. because um,
2: 15 are now on YouTube. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. just another thing.
3: Yeah, it feels like it's been a little while since our last one. It has. It has. Why we were, is
2: that? Because we're on Ben's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we didn't manage to do anything last week. So, so yeah, we yeah. I okay. actually waiting, but, well, we weren't there. All right. Well, here Thanks, we go.
3: Man. We are lucky enough to have Wizard of Oz, the man himself. Yeah still and in royalty and not only that but he's actually in person in um Hats's g- garage. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: good, eh? real people in real life. Oh, it's weird. I never knew it was a thing.
0: Yeah, it's the fucking best. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, so Thank- I, I think I think this one is 3 bit idiots. 3 bit
3: idiots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um Well, thanks for thanks for coming over. So we've just had a, a, a fantastic
2: barbecued meal from uh, Hats. Well, I was getting I was bit monitored when I was cooking the steak, so you you tell me. Well, the veggies were okay. The steak was a bit overdone. No, nah,
0: it, it was lovely. <laughs> okay, it was lovely. Hey, <laughs> my my belly's full and happy. Okay, good man, good man.
2: <laughs> um, all right. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. We don't really have. A... Let's talk about Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, oh, good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: go for that. Go for that. Let's let's do a price stamp. Where are you going? Uh, well, it's not a hundred thousand. No, it's it's tanked. So the well, what's actually had? We have.
0: Do you mean 0.01? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 0.01 of a million, you Muppet. Oh, yeah, there you
3: go. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was just staring blankly at you. Actually, 0.01 him. is 10,000. Yeah, so yeah, Yeah. Oh. A, oh, yeah, so
0: who's the Muppet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, That's because you boys have been feeding me whiskey already. <laughs>
2: it's all good. It's all good. Right, where do we? Where are we going, was? Where do you want a price stamp for?
0: Price stamp? Yeah, pick a country. Who cares about price stamp? Give us you a, want block, a, you want give a
2: block high. Okay, okay, okay. Nice. okay, okay. Um, hang on <laughs> gonna now have to you yeah, talk amongst yourselves I'll find out <laughs>
3: I've got nothing you just called me a muppet <laughs> right we're on
2: Bitbow so uh, 711366
0: 711366 one, seven, one. One, well six. Oh, Brando's going to get a tattoo with his block you know what? That's, a, that's a new all time high it's an all time high I just happened 10 minutes ago yeah <laughs> maybe less <laughs> maybe I wonder what will
2: happen in the next 10 minutes Brenda's gonna get a tattoo with a with the with his block number
3: somewhere. Well, well, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to get my my. It's I guess my Genesis block in a way. Well, the the block that I first bought Bitcoin. Just that number, I want tattooed somewhere. I think that's not a bad idea. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Better so, than a barcode or a QR code or whatever the. So, or a butterfly
2: on my, ass. Yeah. You'd... that's not something i want to think about <laughs> so i went to look i at my ass no no yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice butterfly though um the uh i went to look and I, so i know my very first purchase and i know how much bitcoin it was and but i don't i can't check well i probably can check back to get the uh the uh transaction but i, I only have the the amount and i said se- i did a search on the amount and it came up one there was only one transaction with that output amount so i figured it was mine but the date didn't tie up so with when i thought i'd was my first purchase so why would that be
0: any ideas yeah probably because you left it on the exchange for two years before you withdrew it
2: that's definitely <laughs> de, so definitely true
0: but why would that
2: Did, no no, it, no 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 it was earlier it was earlier than um, i jo- thought i no, would only exchange or a broker so i'll tell you it was coin jar okay not a fan of coinjure no. um but um it, that's where it was but uh, didn't, didn't so i know the amount in bitcoin that i bought um, so i went and recently did a try and search back but it seemed to be like an earlier purchasing
0: yeah but rem- remembering that when you buy on an exchange there's no chain transaction no they've. it's got- all just an internal book entry and yeah. you're hoping that they have the bitcoin to send you when you withdraw it uh, indeed yeah and that and that's why you only you only own bitcoin when you've got it into your wallet. Until then, it's a purchase in progress. Yeah, it's an IOU. That's a good point. It's an IOU. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um,
2: yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll try and work it out. Because I, I, the point is, I don't know so my So you want my first... tattoo is basically what you're
3: saying. we are going to
2: No, we're going to have matching tattoos, except that mine is going to be
0: earlier, which is going to be way better than yours, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to get my, my forehead. <laughs> yeah, but the, the nice thing is, if he's gonna, if he's going to do that then you then you'll be able to jump on Oxt and you'll be able to um, do a little bit of chain analysis oh so you're um, you're already way above me
3: yeah what's oxt um, i I genuinely am the idiot here what's oxt oh there's, there's three
0: idiots here don't try and just take the label for uh. yourself you <laughs> greedy bastard. so it's a it's um, uh, so it's funded by samurai um, and they've built some great open source uh, Chainalysis, analysis I won't call it chain analysis because it's a filthy stinking uh, <laughs> surveillance firm um, but uh, Bitcoin transaction analysis um, open source software so okay. you can look at the graphs and look at the flow of transactions and UTXOs yep. um, and do a lot of mapping and the guys have done some absolutely fantastic work and did a lot of work on the um, oh, what was the was the big chinese one that that waffled about last year um not prime coin it was oh uh
2: oh god sorry jumping in oh i don't know yeah there's so many things so many yeah
0: so so basically um transactional analysis okay mm-hmm. and, uh, and open source really worth a look really okay okay there you go something else to do something mm. else to the, my to-do list that
2: never gets done
3: all right, well, what do we want to, what do we actually want to go into tonight? So we, we've, we've what's been sitting up there for, oh shit, like two and a half hours chatting away. So basically, we were having dinner, everyone was chatting about Bitcoin, and
2: probably every 20 minutes, I'm like, can we get started? <laughs> <laughs> this should be recorded. Let's go. It is the, the, um, the non. The non-recording conversations are the ones that should be recorded. Oh, I know. Like, people would be genuinely interested in a lot of what was spoken about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we've never got the microphones in front of our face. No, so what did we just talk about? Well, there's two things we should definitely talk about. Um, So the reason why Wiz is here is we are sort of on the way through to Mururundi we're going to have the bitcoin bush bash in about a week or so and mm. um, so we want to talk about that and also we want to at least talk about a bit about security yeah yeah, um, yeah. maybe even estate planning if you're interested in talking about yeah, that a little bit um but um but yeah i don't mind which what, what order we do that in we do whatever we do well Where do you want to go well let's talk
3: security i think um we should probably maybe finish on talking about the bush bash. okay go serious and then go fun yeah okay yeah yeah all right so um i suppose as far as different levels of security for Bitcoiners or people that buy Bitcoin. So obviously people that are new to it or amateurs or whatever, that they're quite happy to buy Bitcoin and just think they own it on an exchange, which they clearly don't. Um, then you can go to, uh, like, you know, a a multi-sig arrangement. Um, uh, I I suppose from your angle, can you kind of spell out what you think is obviously the best, um, Potentially, why people should or shouldn't um, hold their Bitcoin on an exchange—that uh, th- kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, sure. Um, so, I guess I see Bitcoin security very much as a as a journey, um, and I'll preface it with saying, uh, having Bitcoin is better than not having Bitcoin. Mm. So that that's always the starting point. So, if you've gone to a KYC exchange and signed up and bought yourself a bit of Bitcoin. That's better than being a uh, being a pre-coiner. Um, however, you don't actually have the Bitcoin until it's in a wallet you can control. So usually the first and simplest sort of wallet is uh, the software wallet on your phone. Um, so uh, a year or two back, I wrote a guide on... Grim. Um, Grim. On GreenWallet, yeah, mm. uh, just a simple setup guide, and I wrote it for with with two or three people in mind. Um, one of my sons, um, my father at the time, who was in his late eighties, and um, a couple of uh, a couple of friends on Twitter who'd reached out. They had Bitcoin on an exchange and had never taken it off the exchange. The number was going up. They were feeling increasingly nervous <laughs> about that. Um, and couldn't quite make the step and so I wrote that guide to try and make it as as simple as possible to to set that up Um, so that's kind of the first step Um, is generally no cost uh, because the software is free as all Bitcoin open uh, free and open is open free and open source software and should always remain so after and you're probably comfortable keeping the sort of amount of money on your phone that you would keep as cash in your wallet so that depends on every person so that might be 50 bucks it might be a couple of hundred bucks it might even be a thousand or maybe even a couple of thousand if you're comfortable keeping that um the the next one after that the next simplest one after that is typically a hardware wallet so Uh, There's a lot of great options now. Um, ColdCard, Keystone, Trezor. um, Jade. Have you looked at the Jade much? I have looked at the Jade. Um, I haven't used it enough to recommend it. Um, I've used Ledger as well. Uh, Ledger, they seem all right, but their security practices are abominable. Um, in terms of protecting their customer privacy, So mm-hmm. I wouldn't personally recommend them. Um, and uh, one of the one of the greatest things we've seen, uh, especially this year, and I think it actually emerged last year, was Seed Signer. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a do it yourself model. So that that tends to be once you've you're well and truly down the rabbit hole, and you and you're thinking about supply chain attacks and mm-hmm. things like that. But Trezors, cold cards. Um, and ledgers um, all pretty pretty easy to get pretty easy to set up Um, katan at ministry of nodes and uh, ben over at btc sessions both have done excellent youtube guides um, and the vendors themselves have good good setups and options so the difference between the uh, the software wallet on your phone and the hardware wallet device is the hardware wallet device um, is disconnected from the internet when it's turned off so you've got the keys to your bitcoin wallet you've got the keys to your bitcoin on a device that's no longer connected to the internet Mm. so you've removed a whole bunch of attack vectors Mm. now on your mobile phone by definition it's connected to the internet all the time so is it likely that people can get hacked on their mobile phone it doesn't seem likely but then you read about um the various hacking groups that have zero-day exploits uh onto mobile phones including apple uh it it's just it's just about managing your risk so small amounts of bitcoin on your phone uh larger amounts of bitcoin onto a hardware wallet yeah okay and that's your starting point yeah um once you get to the point where you start thinking about gee there's a lot of bitcoin on my hardware wallet, or there's a bit of Bitcoin on my hardware wallet. But hey, eight years has gone by, <clears throat> and that thousand-dollar punt I took on buying ten Bitcoin when it was a hundred bucks—I'm uh, not really comfortable. What happens if the house burns down, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all those sorts of things? And that's where um, that's where multi-sig comes into its own. So that's that's a, that's the uh, idea, which is almost unique to Bitcoin that you can set up a a whole bunch of keys. Um, Typical configurations are two of three or three of five. And they're kind of like you get out of jail free. Mm. So you set up three keys, but you only need two to be able to spend. Mm. So if the dog eats one of the treasures, or the kids uh, get dad's fancy USB key and try to reformat it (laughs) and eventually can't, so they try and pull it apart to see how it works. <laughs> and in the end, it's stupid anyway. So they hit it with a hammer and put it in the bin. Um, you've still got to get out of jail free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a three or five, you've got two get out of jails free. So those things are not without um, a bunch of different complexities. And Michael Flaxman has written an outstanding guide um, about, uh, about Bitcoin. It's called uh, 10xing your Bitcoin security um Stefan Levera has done uh, a couple of great interviews with with Michael where he digs into that and the guide itself has a has a sort of a walkthrough and he explains very carefully about you know the strengths of multi-sig um, there's a there's kind of a middle ground between um, single Sig hardware wallets and multi-sig and that's uh, a space called collaborative custody mm. So that's where you've got, um, a company who will help you set it up, and who will look after one of the keys for you. So, in a two of three, they're holding one key, which means they can't do anything. They can't they can't get at your Bitcoin. Um, you still control two of the three keys. But you know, if the dog does get one of the hardware devices, that's okay. You can ring your buddies up, yeah. and they'll sign, and you can move into a new, fresh setup. Uh, the two main companies that do that are CASA and Unchained Capital. The trade-off with doing collaborative custody is that the uh, collaborative custody company has visibility to what's called the master private, uh, master public key, the XPub, which means that, by definition, they will know all the transactions in that multi-seed wallet, and they will know um, all the addresses so um there's a there's a like everything in bitcoin it's trade-offs yeah but you get that that helping hands um which particularly when you're new um is is super helpful in building your confidence yeah it's a peace of mind thing too i'd imagine it's very much a peace of mind thing um i i personally used casa early on um i i could see that multi-sig was good uh, I've been in IT for 35 years and um, as I wrote in that uh, setup guide for the um, the green wallet, the fuck up fairy has been my constant companion um, <laughs> she hovers around my shoulder and looks for looks for when I'm not paying attention and then she waves her magic wand and then I'm left to clean up the mess <laughs> and and I've always remembered that she's there and especially when I came to Bitcoin so for me... Um, Having a bit of Bitcoin uh, and having collaborative custody was a really good, uh, a really good middle ground to get that extra security that multi sig gives, without. At the time, I wasn't uh, I wasn't technical enough or confident enough with Bitcoin to take that step. So, I guess in summary, I'd say it's a journey. Don't don't feel stressed out that you've kind of go to. Self-sovereign multi sig, running your own mo, running your own node, on day one, mm. you kind of get there over time.
2: Yeah. So you, but you, you're saying you know the, the fuck up fairy, which I kind of like. It's great, fuck but, up fairy. But I think the fuck up fairy is actually a good thing, right? Because what, what that proves is that you're tinkering and trying to work out what you want, to, how you improve your setup, um, but you're doing it yourself right? You're, you're actually, so I've made plenty of mistakes too. Um, yeah, yeah. so th- I, I always feel like I'm not technically competent enough to do the next bit. So what that, cause I'm not a tech guy. Right. So, and I always think, oh, that's, that's too hard for me. Um, and that, that holds me back f- from making my setup better. I know it should be better, but it holds me back. Okay. But every time, uh, every time I start to do the next thing, I always get it wrong. Like always. But if you're doing it with tiny amounts or test net, it's okay. Right. And, yeah. and the amount you yeah, yeah. like, you could sit and listen to the three of us rabbit on, on a podcast, which is, you know, thanks for joining us. But, <laughs> but there's nothing that you could do better than find one of uh, Ben's guides or Catan's guides or, you know, your green guide and just walking yourself through it step by step and realizing what's what's actually happening because because i guarantee you when you when you actually when it does click into place for you you'll be like oh my god why well firstly why was i not doing this before because it is possible right it is possible even for people like me and i'm like oh god why was i not but um but the the actually the the, the tinkering and giving it a go is really important um and yeah i can't
0: stress that enough to people that are listening yeah i i'd absolutely yeah, I co-sign it, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst I'm a voracious reader and listener of podcasts, um, I know myself that I learn by doing. And um, yeah, like you hats, I've uh, I've had to pay some tuition fees, <laughs> um, and that and that literally is how I think of them. But yeah. uh, again, it, you know, it's like that's a good way of thinking about mm. it. Like yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you think about it, it's about managing risk. You go, know, oh, I'm doing something new. Right. I even even with the helping hands of Casa and setting up collaborative custody early on, I still did that, Okay, uh, put a little bit in. Okay, now what's the first thing I'm gonna do after that? I'm gonna take it out so that I know how to get it out. So I took it back out again. And then you're looking at the fees and you're going, Well that was stupid. Of course it was gonna work. Um, and and then you go, Okay, but that's good. Now I know it works. Yeah. And so now I you know, and then bang that's you know that's that's where there's a chunk of bitcoin now and that's all good and then you go oh now i've done it that wasn't so hard yeah but
2: also those fees that you're paying are are going to help maintain secure the network they're actually yeah yeah okay you don't want to give away your sats for instance right but they're they are actually going to somebody who is is yeah. who is is contributing to another part of the ecosystem right and actually making the whole thing better for you Oh, yeah.
0: I'm not complaining about paying um, Bitcoin mining fees, transaction yeah. fees. That's, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely fine. And as you say, that, that is that is what incentivizes the network. Um, uh, yeah, and sometimes... Jesus, I hope Catan's not listening to this. Um, <laughs> sometimes I've even paid more than one sat per byte. Oh, dear. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm an impatient high time preference guy. <laughs> I've, I've sort of come
2: to the thinking now that... Um, if I'm here forever, <laughs> I can wait six hours or whatever it's going to take, you know, like I will just wait now. I think
3: um, I, I did have one transaction where I did this fully cheap one and it didn't, it didn't oh, you were
2: so, so the mempool
3: was bup- full. It, yeah. But it gets bumped or something, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when, the, so if you think back to say, uh, March, April this year, when the mempool was constantly full. Yeah. So the default mempool size is 300 megabytes. Yeah. Um, and unless you change that, um, what happens as the mempool fills up and gets to that full default size, then the minimum fee rate for um, uh, sending on the new transactions rises. Yeah. So let's say uh, the minimum fee is now five sats per byte. Yeah. And your, uh, let's say, katana don't want to pick on him per se but now let's say you're matt odell and and you pop a you pop a one sat per byte transaction per v-byte transaction in but the uh but the referral minimum fee is now five sats mm. it goes on your it's on your node but no one else will pass that on because they go dude come on get real yeah. tight <laughs> ass we're not interested we're already full with people who are paying real paying
3: money. more yeah, yeah okay i see
0: yeah but then that's interesting because, as the as the mempool then starts to clear, as it did in uh, in the middle of the year, for which I lost a bet. So I I had I have I've made two bets. No, one bet last year, one bet this year. I've lost the bet this year. The bet this year I made with a another bitcoiner, uh, and the bet was that the mempool would not clear this year. Oh, really? And the bet, I only have one wager, and that is a bottle of single malt whiskey of the winner's choice. Oh, wow. Mm. So what did the winner choice? can we bet what, on, I like this? What did the winner choose? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're having a whiskey right now. Yeah, we are. We are. So so uh, so I've made two bets. Uh, one was with this uh, foreign bitcoiner, uh, who I'm hoped, hoping to see next year um, in, in Europe. Uh He's got plenty of time to think about um, a beautiful bottle of uh, single malt that I'll be shelling out for. Um, there is a little caveat. Have a look at
2: Ailey. Look at Ailey. Great, really good stuff in Ailey. <laughs> the,
0: the, the little caveat is, is that we have to, have to open it together. Oh, that's all right. That's yeah. Great. So the, the, oh, win the, win-win. That's a win-win. Yeah, yeah it, it is a win-win. And the, the other one, uh, which was public on Twitter, was with Chris Espley, in, who's now in the UK. Um, uh, it's whether or not... Bitcoin's market cap exceeds gold before Bitcoin hits a hundred uh, hits a million dollars.
2: Oh, because golds—you think cause gold's going to run oh. as well? Who,
0: who's on what side of the? So i I'm, I'm on the side that Bitcoin's market cap will exceed gold's market cap. Before Bitcoin is a million bucks,
2: hundred percent. I mean, you're wow. going to win that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very confident. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but, but I, cool.
0: so I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted to see the news articles about you know money flowing out of gold ETFs uh, and into yes. Bitcoin ETFs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all good. That's, How's it going there, Chris? Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: but yeah, there's, uh, there's so, no. Sorry, let me back up a little bit. So, if you know, we're
0: um, some. We want. We've wandered off from. Uh, Bitcoin security to mempools to to gambling to degenerate <laughs> and to yeah standard degenerate Bitcoin. That's uh, good. I, let, we'll
2: go back there. But um, <laughs> let's just kind of roll back a second. So if somebody is listening and they have just bought their first Bitcoin, you know, in the last week, um, it is no, no, none of us here are recommending. There's no, there's no
0: such thing as a Bitcoin. There's no such like, thing as it, a Bitcoiner. No, no, there's no such thing as a Bitcoin. Right? There's the Bitcoin network and the SATs. Yes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay.
1: Because you don't have accounts,
0: you you have UTXOs, and UTXOs are made of Sats. Yes. Oh, fair point. And 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 what we call a Bitcoin is only a nominal hundred million Sats. It's just a group of Sats. It's just a group of Sats. It's a very big a big like, group of Sats. It's a big <laughs> fucking cluster of Sats. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's a group of Sats.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sats okay, standard. Roll back. Sat is standard. Sats is standard. We'll go back to we'll get to yeah, the sorry, Adam. In a second, we're not though, going yeah. millisats, mate. <laughs> but um, all right. So somebody's just put their first Sat. Well, yeah, The first Sats in the last week.
0: Big handful of Sats. Happy days.
2: Right. But none of us here are suggesting that the first thing you should be do thinking about is multi-sig security of your sats or necessarily even single-sig on hardware wallet or maybe not even green. The first thing you should be thinking about is f- buying some sats in the mm. first place, mm. right? Absolutely. And And, and, and as, your, as your number grows, either as you buy more or as, or as time passes, you know, in terms of w- what that number is worth, you should be increasing your security. Yeah, um,
0: and, that, and that's a really good example of one of the many uh, interlocking incentives in Bitcoin. So Bitcoin incentivizes you to learn about Bitcoin security, because <laughs> as the number goes up, all of a sudden, the thousand dollars that you are quite comfortable sitting on your laptop, which is in the top of the wardrobe. Um, now, eight years later, and you haven't opened the laptop for a while mm. uh, and you're getting night sweats because yeah. um, there's several hundred Bitcoin on there and you haven't looked at it for a few years. Yeah. And so was it was
2: it Michael Flaxman that came with it? Who is it with it that you should think you should think of your security as if Bitcoin is 10 times the price that, that, it, that it is, is today now. because yeah. it's going to be?
0: Yeah, so he, who was that Michael Flaxman? That's a good, uh, that's a good I, I think Flaxman said it, but yeah, um, whoever, yeah. But, but I think you know, I've heard that multiple times. Yeah, uh, I think it's I great. Think, I think Rodolfo said that multiple times. Um, and certainly I've heard it from uh, Stefan and from Katan mm. mm. and yeah, and many others. So it, it's a pretty good maxim simply because Bitcoin can go up very, very quickly, a face melting rip. Yes, yeah, um,
2: yeah, completely. Um, so you should, but also, it is not the case. Where you have to be thinking, well, I have got you know one Bitcoin or whatever you got, or hundred million sats, apologies. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to th- think of the security level for all of those hundred million sats. Y- you could have, you know, two percent on a lightning wallet. You could have three percent on exchange. You could have, you know, whatever. I'm going to give a numbers wrong here. Five percent on a hot wallet. And, you know, where we where, where are we up to? about to ten. So forty mm. percent on, you know, a cold card. And then the 50% and a multi sig arrangement with CASA or Unchained. You, you could have, I mean, but you mentioned something over dinner, which was the problem between the computer and the person. Tell me your acronym again uh, pe- PEBCAC. P E B.
0: Catchy. Uh, yeah, K A C. But go so, on, it's good though. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, gross. Pro- <laughs> so, it, so it's an IT support uh, acronym. Problem exists between keyboard and chair. PEBCAC. peb-cac. So also known as an ID10T error, which is, if you write that down. Oh, it, right. I see. There were two, up,
2: two of them, it, two bit of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, three of a them. Three, to three <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, security, you know, complexity is the enemy of security. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Keep It Simple Stupid. So um, I, I think you're better to go for one well-thought-out set of cold storage um, because I can tell you as an older Bitcoiner, your memory definitely will get less reliable as you get older. Um, I've got a few older Bitcoiner friends, um, and they they back me up on that, so I'm I'm in pretty comfortable ground there. <laughs> so that idea about you know ensuring that you do write down your seed phrase. Um, sorry, Newt, I know, uh, Knut, I I know we disagree on this one. Um, and and Armin, uh, there are some who advocate just remembering committing your seed phrase to memory um i'm always reminded of of the story of my dad um who when he was a young man um 16 17 18 uh which was shortly after the second world war finished in in the uk uh so horrendous petrol rationing so the car so the roads were empty which was great when you were a young bloke with a bunch of mates who used to like to go cycling, so they'd they'd be able to cycle all over the place. No cars, fantastic. Uh, and he had a he had a huge off, and woke up in hospital. Um, could not remember his name. Oh wow! Did not recognise his parents. Nothing. Wow! Uh, now it all came back over over the period of a, of a month or so, hmm. but that's always it's, it's always from you know. It's, Stuck with me about the the risk of trying to remember things or or using that as a as a reliable source. So it's not necessarily reliable. Um, you know, if you listen to Alex Alex Cladstein, you know, and we, we sit in a you know we sit in a nice stable Western democracy um, with ostensibly a, a solid rule of law and valid property rights. Blah blah blah. Um, And most of the world is not like that. Hmm. Most of the world is very different. The majority of the world does not have access to banking services and so on and so forth. And, you know, if you listen or read or watch some of the things that uh, Peter McCormack's recorded down in South America, some of the stories that Alex Gladstein tells uh, about different parts of the world, there's absolutely a case where if you're trying to leave a jurisdiction and go to a better place... Damn the ability to remember twelve words and take your wealth with you um, without any trace of paper devices, anything that can be seized. Absolutely wonderful, priceless. But as a as a standard cold storage mechanism, personally, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Yeah.
2: If you were to, um, so we're in Australia. If you were to move to France, and you wanted to take obviously your you know your Bitcoin with you how practical have you ever thought that thought about that how practically would you do that would you take the devices in your case or how would, you would have your you know your seed phrase knocked into a, a washer or what like or what would you do like I mean yes you have your you've got your if you've got a two or three set up and you've got your third party that's say casa you know you don't have to worry about them but you need to get one of the other two at least or maybe you just take one of the other two with you in your case because one of the other two is no good to anybody
0: yeah that that, that's an interesting one um i remember having this discussion it's one of the paradoxes of bitcoin that it exists everywhere like Mm. you know you you your your bitcoin your utxos are on every single node in every single country of the world Mm. yet at the same time it exists nowhere yep um but how would you move the keys from one country to another? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting question. I haven't really thought about that. Like, because be mean all... actual, sorry, devices, huh? hardware devices. Well, it's so, it's, so, get, it's going to depend on your security setup. So
2: currently, Brenda, right? So you've got, let's say you're, you know, you're in Australia, you've got a job here, and you apply for a job in somewhere, some other country. Yep. You get that job, and let's say you're a, a hardware wallet single SIG guy. You've got twelve words, twenty four words, whatever you have. And you want to, you, you need to, well, maybe you memorize them. Yeah. Memorize them is probably the best way if you're able to. No. But if you don't want to do that, you will need to carry your words with you to physically take them with you or just to get them there somehow. Yeah. Um. If you were a multi sig guy, you could rely on, you could maybe take one lot over and or rely on your third party to have the other one and then leave one here. i just, sorry, I just. And then, and then.
0: And then, and then bring then, the other
2: one over separately as well or, no, no, or leave you, it here. You
0: only need two because then you'd a yeah. new setup and you'd move oh, of course, yeah, course you would right and another way is and this is where uh things like passphrases are super useful mm. so if you set up a uh, wallet with your 12 or 24 words and you've created the entropy either by dice or some other mechanism uh, and you've got that that base wallet you can then add a passphrase mm. but you can add a passphrase you could add multiple passphrases Okay. So you could have one wallet, and you could have three different passphrases, and the passphrase may be a single word. It may be a little child's nursery rhyme. It may be uh, something that is evocative or easily remembered for you. Mm-hmm. So let's say hats. You've got uh, three of those, um, three different passphrases. Yeah, and they may be um, they may be the writing on your cap, like. I'm a giant, big baller. <laughs> For example, that oh, might I be love Ethereum. A... Is that what it says? <laughs> <laughs> I do have an infection. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't laugh at a man. <laughs> oh, I think this is the point. Yeah, do that. Mm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> because I'm empty. too, please. Um, Thanks. So, so that base wallet uh, becomes a new wallet with the addition of a passphrase. So you could take the seed phrase with you, yeah. knowing that if it was uh, seized then, and restored, that in the, in the base wallet, there could be mm. 100,000 sats. Mm-hmm. But those same, that same seed phrase with the addition of the 25th word or the, the passphrase yeah. becomes a whole different wallet. Yeah, okay. And that's where, that's where the guts of your stash gonna gotcha. be. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the second pass again, completely separate wallet again. Yeah, yeah. So the idea
2: of being by being compromised in whatever way by a, you know a government or, or customs or a person with a five dollar wrench, um, the idea of having a having a, a single wallet with multiple passphrases, one having you a big amount on it, another having like your hundred thousand sats, which in the future will be big. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, if you give somebody access to hundred thousand sats, you send you, you you pay give them the hundred thousand sats and you keep you keep walking. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. But and then you worry about the other stuff. You res- get a new up when you get where wherever you're going.
0: Yeah. So there was uh, there was a bitcoiner up in Yapoon who gave a, a really excellent rundown on passphrases and how to use them, mm-hmm. um, and the various values in. And uh, I'd, I'd love him to give that again. Um, unfortunately, he won't be able to be down at Murundi this time. Um, but the thing to remember about passphrases is they effectively become a two of two. So, Explain that, sorry. So let's say you've created your wallet and you've put your decoy 100,000 sats in that wallet. Yep. And then you've added your passphrase, mm. which creates a new wallet, and you put uh, you put all of your sats in there, the whole million sats. Mm. Happy days. hmm Now you forget your passphrase or you lose your passphrase. Yep. You've got a hundred thousand sats. The million sats is not recoverable. Yeah. So it becomes that you you've got to have both things now. Yeah. So you've got to have the seed phrase, the twelve or the twenty-four words, and, and the, the pass phrase. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a, a two of two. Thought about the other way. The passphrase protects your seed words. So now, if your seed phrase, which is you know stamped on Stamped on a, a steel plate, or stamped into washers and threaded on a bolt and buried in the back garden, or you know, in in, in you know every bloke's favourite safe place, the sock drawer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can welcome, to, you, my but, welcome yeah. to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been sniffing through my drawers? <laughs> no, and nor do I want to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, a good point. Yeah, so, so the passphrase actually protects the seed phrase
2: if you think about it that way yeah um so if somebody is just playing that one out if somebody is putting a passphrase in front of their seed phrase that you actually want to be storing those two things separately also correct
3: the seed phrase and the passphrase yeah yeah absolutely um
2: but then it's just you get into it's just there's there's no there's no correct answer here it's just what's correct is correct for you yeah um and as good as you can cope with i guess and manage and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. manage yep so if if you are somebody who is um in your as you've spoken about before Brendel, you're forever home Mm. that's kind of that It sort of helps you a little bit because you can you can think more um um and long term i guess because you're thinking you're going to be there for a long time so maybe maybe there's somewhere in your back garden you're comfortable with burying yourself but if Mm. you're a guy who's you know or girl who's um renting a house for three months it's a different a problem that you have, right? You're in terms of what you do with past phrases, seed phrases, people
3: like geocaching, you know, bloody open dimes. And
0: remember, what's geocaching?
3: Oh, when you, um, it's, uh, I think a lot of people will, uh, share, um, I don't know, a little treasure box. Right. And so you can actually go like hiking and stuff. And there's geocaching apps that, go oh you go here and there's a thing and you basically you either put something in or you sign it it's just a mechanism for people to go hey oh, i found this treasure. Oh, yeah. there,
0: yeah. Is, there old, is in old school we call that hiding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, there is a guy
2: that we have met um, minus the gps who is yeah, yeah yeah he's probably an early bitcoiner has quite a lot of wealth well that was at Miranda. yes yeah i was trying not to dox him but okay don't dox him i'm not i'm not I'm Certainly not going to tell you who it is, but um, but what he was doing was um, creating like treasure maps, essentially. Like he was a pirate. <laughs> he was creating, tre- and his his idea is in the well. He's going to leave treasure maps for his, you know, kids yeah. or grandkids or whatever that I that's incredible. Yeah, you you guys with too much time in their hands, obviously, doing not did well, But but it's you know fair enough. But that's um, awesome. you know what else was actually
3: I, I found somehow amazing and intimidating at the same time. He said to I think to both of us. He <laughs> asked us. He goes. So have you guys, you know, got your final position
2: on Bitcoin? <laughs> I'm like, the fuck no. <laughs> he's no, like, you'll yeah, never. no.
3: And he's like, I think I'm good.
2: I don't believe any of these ever going to have their final position. Oh, man. Michael Saylor doesn't pretty... have his final position. No. Right. Yeah. So if he doesn't, I don't.
0: <laughs> well, we don't actually know how Michael, how Michael Straddle is going. Um, when he, when he, uh, or when MicroStrategy bought, um, because they're different. Mm-hmm. Right, he did disclose that he bought before MicroStrategy, and went. and you know, fair play, you know, would he buy ten thousand or something? Um, and we, we'd all love to have that, but um, yeah, they're all aspirational goals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Work hard, mate. Work hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, just stay humble and stack that. Yeah, Ooh. yes, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, all the all the all the buys from MicroStrategy, MicroStrategy is not Michael Saylor's. Uh, true true okay. and people talk about the two things interchangeably but they do, it, they is do, a, it is it yeah. is a public company yeah.
2: well he is still a man who's got a, you know a company that's kicking off 30 million 40 million a year yeah so and, he's and, and
0: he's the controlling shareholder yes as
2: well. so um so you know you people some people say he's taking risks but he's not really taking any risk i don't well very well depends how you see the risk but you know, he's, he's well, still he,
0: he, his risk for the risk from his perspective was I'm sitting on five hundred billion dollars yeah. worth of cash and it's a melting ice cube. Yeah, yeah, that's still you, probably one of the analogy. best
3: analogies. It's probably one of the
2: best analogies I've heard. It's it's very, sim- fiat, it's
3: very simple, system. and yeah. it's very accurate. Oh man,
2: well, and I a melting keep, I, ice cube. Yeah, and I but I keep bringing this up, but you know, with well, a gentleman we spoke to from Turkey, have mm. you seen him So the published rates on inflation in Turkey are nineteen percent. And what he said was his personal re- inflation was forty to forty five percent per annum, and yep. and right now it's probably gone even worse. Just in the last well, month, just, yeah. Just already A- Apple have suspended sales or something that they're not selling in Turkey because of because the they can't yeah because they can't convert the money back no. quickly enough. Probably yeah. No. No. It's that that is literally the um running from your work to the br- the bakery to get bread. Yeah. Bef- so that because but, so your money's yeah worth it when you get to the bakery like it's it's freedom it is it
0: it is and and turkey's a really uh a really important place to 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 pay attention to agreed um i've been to turkey a couple of times um i've done some business in turkey you know i think it's a wonderful place super interesting um istanbul um is just extraordinary if you ever get the chance to go there and explore it's just a uh, a wonderful slice to centuries and centuries of history and, yeah. and uh, you know the intersection between the east and the west mm-hmm. just yeah geographically but, interesting yeah you know, but looking back to um, to the book of um, you know when money dies the the parallels of you know when the money printing is getting out of hand everyone thinks they're getting rich because asset prices are going up and you, you look around and you go like all three of us you know have a home for our families, and the value of those is just going notch 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 you know it's it's notching up, and it's just like oh this is awesome you know we could go to the bank and borrow some more money well of course that's what they want you to do but um you know so you if you've got assets it feels like you're getting richer and richer yeah for, you but- know, for, for my kids who are you know young adults you know they're looking at it completely differently yeah and yes. you know, their look their view of it is we will never ever be able to buy into that yeah you know the idea of borrowing a million dollars which is the average house price in Canberra now um, the idea of borrowing a million dollars to buy a starter place <laughs> you know that's just absurd mm. yeah you know it's unachievable yeah so i was thinking about this you're actually going to get a
2: situation where regardless of whether people like Bitcoin or not, um, it's getting to the point where, frankly, all of us are just getting older, right? And if assets continue to run- And wiser. Uh, wiser, yeah. and wiser, Speak for yourself. Yes. Well,
0: Not just wiser, but more handsome. Well, thank than you. Now, now you can speak for both of us. <laughs> but, um,
2: but, um, but it's going to get to the point where- we're, so In fact, no, it's not going to get to the point. It has got to the point where- older people who, who own the assets so some of those those lucky people or those lucky kids that will have those assets passed down to them if we are still in this situation right um you know we're still in a fiat standard and we're still got house prices or asset prices rising that we passed down. so some some of the new generation will have assets passed to them not that they want those assets particularly because somebody's you know passed on type thing but that's what will happen but for everybody else that you can't you're not buying a fraction of a house you're not buying four percent of a house well, maybe you know, some people argue with the mortgage. You might be, but you're really not. You not so they, they they will go and buy. They might go and buy Apple stock. They might go and buy you know Netflix stock, or they might go and buy a cryptocurrency. Use the term, but um, and that's what's going to happen. They're not going to the, the super um, high value assets are are now out of reach for a generation, a, a full generation of people. Um,
0: yeah. So the, there's a couple of interesting things there, Ed. Um. Uh, and a friend of mine, um, on Comrades on Twitter, um, he's added to the Bush Bash website, and we can come back to that later BitcoinBushBash.info. Uh, uh, Bitcoin there is a section in there on Australian property prices. So he has uh, pulled out the median property price for all Australian capital cities and the, uh, the state regional average price, which is obviously lower than the capital. Um, but he's done it for the last five years, so back to 2016, and then he's priced it in Australian dollars, um, or dollary dues as we love to call them, mm. um, also known as the Great Pacific Peso, um, but then <laughs> also priced it in Bitcoin. So if you're, um, if you're operating on uh, dollars, then property prices are getting a lot more expensive. Mm. If you're operating on Bitcoin, property is continually getting cheaper. And this was really driven home to me looking at that and thinking about my own children who are young adults is the only way that that generation is going to be able to afford to buy property is by saving in Bitcoin. That, that, Save, that's, that. Saving Bitcoin because Bitcoin is basically going up faster than property. Mm. Um, Bitcoin is accruing value, more value than property, and that's the only way that they'll own that asset. That's the that's the first sort of thing. The second one, uh, just to touch on your point about, um, is essentially boomers, of which I'm apparently the ass end of the the baby boomers. <laughs> so I was born in '63. Um, and I remember seeing, remember there remember there was quite a while on Twitter where um, where there was that, okay, Boomer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was hilarious, right? And then but I when remember- you feel, When you feel like you kind of are one. Like seeing no, that, one, so is I, that what you mean? So, no. so then I went, I wonder what the, actual, oh, you are right. uh, what the actual date range for Boomers was. Yeah. Anyway, the last of the Boomers was 64 and I went, Oh shit, I'm actually a boomer. Uh, so then no, I big the, shift. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then then I, f- I felt like I had a license to use it with impunity. Yeah. Uh, which was, yeah. which was great fun. But the but one of the things about the boomers is they're all going to die obviously. Um, but the you know the older boomers who are you know in their 70s and 80s now um, that generation will affect the greatest transfer of wealth in human history. So, as they die, yep. all of their wealth mm-hmm. flows down and out to, you know, pay back debt and to go to uh, typically uh, children and offspring and you know, charitable causes and things that they things that they care about. The amount of money in that is absolutely gargantuan, but again that comes back to for those people who have accrued assets Mm. if you have been uh you know if you have worked a manual job all your life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and worked hard and are on the pension and have not accrued savings and don't own property life is tough and it's going to get tougher and that's where you know that's why bitcoin is so important yeah you know i've said it a couple of times you know that I'd rather another billion Bitcoiners before another billionaire Bitcoin. 100%. Um, but, you know, we don't have control over those things. Yeah. Um, all we can do is let our friends and family know that we know a bit about Bitcoin. Uh, we think it's good. Um, and try and make them
2: curious. Yeah. So can I go there for a second then? Um, so personally, I've gone through this you could ask, maybe you'd ask other people what I've gone through, but um, learning it, it's, myself, it's not infectious, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna stick, isn't it? <laughs> Damn it? Um, the um, I've gone through this sort of process of um, like not really understanding to sort of understanding the sort, and, and then not really understanding but telling people, and then realizing what I was telling them wasn't 100% accurate, and then learning, 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 and now to the point where I feel like I am comfortable enough telling people and and. Not providing financial advice, but by but um, giving them good things to think about, and make their own decisions. But when you're, my my question is really around the orange pilling of people. Is it the thing to do to continually go on at people, or do you think you the best thing to do is to make let people know that you're the Bitcoin person and let them come to you when they are for because because people are going to be forced to right. They're going to have to adopt Bitcoin at some point, whether they want to or not. And hopefully people choose to, because that's the best time to do it when you choose to. But um, do you let people come to you or, or do you try and save people? That I, I struggle with that every well, day.
3: Before you, sorry, before you mention the other
2: question I've thought about that is that
3: pe- like there's a kind of Whoop. this kind of... Give us, time, yeah, yeah, give us a yeah, time give us a time clock on that did I just that say that was a dox yeah, yeah. Oh, who you or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. did. What, what was no.
2: the talk don't worry about it. yeah, I got it. I got it. it'll come out it'll yeah, come yeah.
3: Out. <laughs> it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a two bit idiots <laughs> yeah. podcast if there wasn't a dox and there's an extra idiot here tonight <laughs> here. <laughs> um no so there seems to be this obviously there's there's the whole thing with doxing <laughs> which is quite ironic but but people that don't want to dox themselves so mm. so Bitcoin is that can be almost your local kind of beacon or your, your friend's friend that is into Bitcoin. But then there's other people that don't want people to know that they're Bitcoiners, you know what I mean? So, so where's the balance there? If that makes sense, does
0: that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it it totally does. And I think that's everybody's individual decision. Um, And certainly for me, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time listening and learning before I, felt confident enough to start talking about it uh, there is a funny story about that um, one of the many stupid stories about me um, <laughs> please that- go on because we we're never funny <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was on Twitter for I don't know a year or a, a year or, or more and um, I, I really didn't I'd never used Twitter before Bitcoin and I really didn't understand how Twitter was working because when I tweet like no one would ever retweet it or like it or anything like that it was just completely ignored and i'm like i am so not on point okay i'll just you know <laughs> keep watching and reading and listening and and uh and so on so i did that and then and then um in about 20 2019 or the start of 2019 um i'd got into lightning uh i was running a lightning node it was definitely early uh it was hashtag reckless for for anything to do with lightning and for the first time i thought this is really important Mm. lightning is just going to be so important for bitcoin and so i uh, presented on lightning in brisbane um and that was the first time I stood up as a Bitcoiner and and presented, and it, it felt good to give back to the community a, a bit of education and things that I'd learned. And it was very new, so a lot of people came along and and listened and, and so on. And um, and there was one guy who came down from the back, and you know appreciated that. and We had a good chat, and he at the time he lived down on the Gold Coast, and um, you know one weekend I went down there, and we had we had beers, and he had a mate along, and uh, and and she said, "Oh, are you on Twitter?" And I went. Yeah, yeah, I am. And she goes, "Oh, I'll follow you." And I went, "Yeah." You know, she she asked me what my handle was, and I went, "Oh, yeah, it's um B, btc shelling point." And she's like, "Oh, right. Oh, I, I can't follow you." I'm like, "Oh, why not?" She goes, "Oh, your 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 account's private." I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm careful about privacy." And she goes, "No, no, no. If it's private on Twitter, no one can see anything you tweet." I went, "Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why no one likes my stuff." <laughs> So, absolute clown. So awesome. when did
2: that so when did that change like cuz I would I would guess that like I certainly became aware of you through Twitter. I don't and then cuz obviously I heard about the Bush Bash and I don't actually know you were on a pod at some stage you've been on a few. Maybe it was the back of the Is no, that right?
0: I've I've only been on one before this. Oh well
2: maybe that's the one I've listened so
0: was yeah. were you talking about the Green Wallet guide with someone? Cause uh 'cause possibly so I was on Citadel Dispatch with with Matt with Matt, with Matt and Catan yeah, there you go. Probably. Okay, so it must have been. The, so when was that? Like two years ago or something? No, no, no. That, no, no Citadel dispatch is new, so it's only Oh, of this course so it is.
2: Think.
0: Maybe it was, okay, so
2: it must have been the, so when was the guide? What, so when, when did you say the guide was? Uh, was the, that two years ago? Year Time but, slows yeah, down in probably,
0: Bitcoin. Probably a year before that.
2: Yeah, okay. So maybe that's that's how it was then. And then yeah. I must have been aware of you through the yeah, guide. So the, guide than,
0: the guide's in Citadel 21, yeah. which is um, um a Bitcoin magazine. Absolutely fantastic. That's yeah, good. Mm. So it's all it's all really raw content from plebs all over the world. It's, if you, you if you're not aware of it, uh, shout out to those guys to Hodl and, yep. and Bitcoin Katia, Katia yeah, yeah. who, who uh, run that and put that together. Absolutely sensational! It is the raw beating heart of Bitcoin. Yeah,
2: nice. That, I I credit that and Knut, as we as you spoke about earlier. Yeah. So his article, um, or his piece, of, and, it, and it said it's not bitcoin is not just everything the, the, the value of everything there is it's everything there ever will be because all value that's created after has to come within the 20 million 21 million as well and and that was i mean that's butchering what he said um but that blew my mind that's, when I, yeah that there was two pieces by that was one of them um uh, and we're not going to the lunch now but um that i just um it blew my i literally had to go away for like two days and Think about that. I
3: can almost imagine you kind of reading that, like the blue light in the dark in That's exactly what was happening. Were you there?
2: (laughs) I was was in bed with the blue light. That's true. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it blew my mind because, and the reason it blew my mind is because I immediately knew it was true. Yeah. Right. You're like once you once you get to that point and you fall over the side, you're like, holy shit.
0: I'm going to have to stack really
2: fast, yeah. like really fast. Yeah, um, the,
0: the, the memes in Bitcoin are so powerful. They, and that, they and that, that amazing. That, that, that 21M divided by infinity. Oh, yeah. is do, do sorry, ha- Infinity divided by 21M, I mean. Do, um,
2: but, do, you, do you have a point yourself that you actually, the, the, the absolute dawn on you,
0: holy shit moment? Like, do you know what that was? I don't think they've stopped. Um uh, the one of the memes that really made me think was very similar to, to Knut's article. Um, and it's the picture of a black hole with a Bitcoin symbol. Yeah. And it's, coming in from the side is like, it, it's the dollar and the bonds and everything getting sucked into it. Yeah. and And I was just like, yeah, it's the monetary premium of everything getting sucked into Bitcoin. Not the value of everything. Yes. The yeah. monetary premium. Yeah and so you know we we sit here in you know your house houses have a utilitarian value right we raise our families here hmm. we live here we sleep here you know we have fun and parties and you know it's a home it, it's a home exactly right? so it has a utility value gold has a utility value right we use it in circuit boards and two teeth you know fillings and jewelry and so on but the utility value is far less than the current market value because of the money printing. Yes. So, you know, gold, however, is slightly different. It has, you know, a 2,000-year history because it accrues value and keeps value over time but not over space. It's shit over space. But Bitcoin has all of those properties and a couple of extra properties which just uh, completely replace gold, basically. Mm. So that that beauty of seeing all the monetary value flow into Bitcoin because Bitcoin has no utility value except money. Yeah. So mm. all of the monetary value that's accrued to other things because of the money printing, so you know, stonks go up, houses go up, all of these things because the money has to flow somewhere and it has to flow quickly because otherwise the cantillionaires don't get their slice. Mm-hmm. So that that meme that's that's where my head went to that, and you just realize, <coughs> yeah this is this is a complete step change in money for society going forward,
2: and we are just so early. Yeah, so what I see uh, off the back of that is that uh, your ho- your house, everybody's house houses become homes again, not- inve- and, and any NFD that's owning a, a house as an investment. Will ultimately move to a better investment, and that and I don't consider Bitcoin an investment. That's it. But but it will move to a better like and there's no cost of maintaining your Bitcoin. Not really of maintaining. Your, there's a cost to maintaining a, a rental property. There are bills to be paid. There's there, tax to be there paid. Absolu- there
0: absolutely there absolutely is a uh, a cost to maintaining uh, investment properties. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking in particular of a mate who has uh, some of the property <laughs> shit coins. And property <laughs> shit coins, <love> it. <laughs> Pro- Property shit coins. So investment properties are property shit coins. <laughs> um, and and I remember talking to him uh, with another mate a couple of years ago when Bitcoin was under 10000 Aussie dollars. And we had the conversation about one of the properties in particular, which he probably could have sold for a mm, quarter of a million then. So he could have had 25 Bitcoins out of it. Mm-hmm. So once you take, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fees and taxes and blah 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 25 bitcoin yeah that could have been in his wallet now but he's still got the property shit coin but the beauty is that he gets to complain about <laughs> the tenants the dishwasher breaking down yeah the cooker needing replacing yeah. the roofing the rates yeah and every it, other tax the, and every the, the, the agents, going on you, right? the tenants and the list just goes on and on. And meanwhile, I, my only counter to him is, yeah, <clears throat> but you don't have to deal with the cost of all the storage of the Bitcoin, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, there isn't any. Yeah, yes. It's, it, so when
2: the – I don't know what the value of investment property is, but it is astronomical, right? And when it starts to flood out of investment property and just be homes again, firstly, the value of homes is going to go down dramatically. Because the demand is going to be back to it will be normalised again, um, and the, the the money is going to flow out of investment property into a stronger savings vehicle. Now, not all of it will go to Bitcoin. Other people will have their different ideas, but the smartest people in the room will put in Bitcoin, and th- what that's going to do, the price is going to blow people's mind, right? Um, yeah, yeah no, I don't I, know when I, it I, happens. No, no. I, I, but I, once it once once we go over the hill,
0: you know, it, it, there's no coming back. Correct. Um, yeah, my, my, my favorite Bitcoin chart, and I'm not a I'm not a trader. Um, the only trade I do is is fiat for Bitcoin. Um, but the only uh, the only chart I really like, well, there's probably yeah, two. Literally. One is one is the four year chart for Bitcoin. So the first halving, second halving, third halving, Thanks. fourth halving. Yeah. Um, and the other one is the yearly chart. Now the only the only yearly candles where um, Bitcoin has gone into the red is where it's done more than 100x in the prior year. Mm. So if you're, if you're holding Bitcoin and you need to pay, you, you're thinking about making money in the next week or the next month or the next year, Bitcoin's probably not for you. You probably need to pick something else, but if you're looking for savings and for the longer term, and you know I'm closer to retiring than I am to starting my working life, he's 21. He's just got a million bitcoins. <laughs> I wish. Um, then, uh, then there is no there is no better asset to protect your earnings or and to protect your future purchasing power. And so I hope, you know, I hope that, you know, that flow out of property does occur and it'll be particularly rough in Australia because, Mm. you know, all of the banks prop property up. But it makes, it'll make property affordable for our kids. Yeah. And that has to happen. That has to happen one way or another. Mm.
2: Not just because the price is going up, but the quality is going down. That's happening too. Like it's the the shrinkflation, you know your bag of um, chips, crisps, I like called, is smaller. You know that's oh, your, Mars the, bars. your Mars bar is smaller. Mars bars your, McD- from, yeah. your Big Mac is a little Mac. You know all <clears> these <throat> things are, the price goes up with the. Boat. Do you know actually?
3: This was like my last dog. So a couple of years ago, I uh, bought this bloody expensive dog food that he he would only eat, and then all of a sudden it was a fifteen kilo bag for one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, it became a twelve kilo bag for a hundred and thirty dollars this yep. is a couple of years ago but new packaging so a new easy to
2: open package okay yeah right and but the, here's the thing right most people almost everybody looks at that and says fucking manufacturers screwing me it isn't it isn't they are just surviving that's all they can do because they are being they are being hit by the money printer too Right. Well, now, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Oh. Like, you're perhaps a little bit generous too. Oh, I mean, yeah, there is yes. there's absolutely some. Oh, the
2: gouge, of course. Yeah. yeah. But but also they ha- like you have to remain competitive in your market, um, and a lot of that is is what's happening there too. Mm. Um, the chart. The back to the charts. Very. Brief. I I only care about one chart, and that's the the, the two hundred um, the two hundred week moving average chart. Yep. That's the only one that matters to me. Two hundred week or two hundred day? Two hundred week because two hundred weeks is, is four years. Four uh, years is a Bitcoin uh, half cycle. Uh, sorry, gotcha. right? So that's all that matters. You go and look at the chart. It's yeah. the only one that matters. It's yeah, a straight. Yeah. It's a line. It's a line.
0: It's the one that's mattered until now, and I think that's uh, that's. <laughs> go on then. Well, go there. I, I think <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> okay. um, so that that's kind of the interesting thing now is you know this all this conversation about supercycle. Mm. What what that really talks about is that the importance of the halving cycle in the bitcoin price diminishes so up until now the you know we've seen these sort of boom bust cycles albeit in you know a very clear upward trend but very easily trackable back to uh back to halvings and subsequent subsequent bull runs which we're clearly in at the moment Mm. But as different forces come into play, then the halving, the effect of the halving potentially reduces and, the, and other economic effects have a larger proportion proportionate impact on price.
2: Like a, a trillion dollar stimulus package in the States or something like that, you know, yeah. external factor.
0: Yeah, that and, and other things like uh, a Bitcoin spot ETF, being approved in larger markets, allowing uh, institutional funds, particularly pension funds, Mm -hmm. to put a portion in. So if you look at the bond market, and other far more knowledgeable people have talked about this, uh, people like Lynn Olden and Preston Pish and Mm -hmm. um, uh, Greg Foss and others, is that, uh, I think Lynn Olden made this comment the other day, that... All bonds at the moment now have a negative real yield, including for the first time in history, junk bonds. So, junk bonds are the what you know they refer to the higher that. the higher risk corporate bonds, which institutions are not allowed to buy because they're not a sufficiently high credit rating. But they've had a higher yield, and they've never had a net a net negative real yield. They do now. So you
2: understand that, Brendel? Like, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be no, rude. No, no, I'm so, could, could, take, I'm Tim, can technical. you just dig into that a little bit? No, yeah, just yeah.
0: For, for, for the listeners too. Oh, I, I only really started to understand that this year because, yeah. um, yeah, as I, as I was saying over dinner, you know, how do, how have I got to 50 and not understood money? So if you, Bitcoin, oh, man, Bitcoin, oh yeah, if you have Bitcoin a bond
2: that's paying, you know, a 5% yield, well, you also got to deduct the inflation.
0: Well, at the moment if you go to the central or, bank in Australia, they're paying 0.25% right. yield and inflation in Australia is probably running at 4% officially. Yeah. So That's you've kind got, of so so you've got a so you've got a you've got a net negative real a net a net real yield of minus 3.75%. So but it's in a guaranteed point, loss. In pur- a guaranteed in loss. Yeah, yeah. In purchasing power, you're going backwards. Yeah, yeah. you so just going.
2: You may be going backwards slower so, than other people are going backwards, but you're still going backwards. No, so we talked about that other a, a port or two ago. I think as far as um, basically you're paying for an assured loss. Rather yeah. than it being okay, a okay, so there is. Yes? I think there This this might be dated now too. But the thing, that there was eight, when we were talking about it, there was eighteen trillion dollars yeah. of negative yielding yeah, bonds. Yeah. So that, that is something it. that's already a negative yield. Like you look at it and it's offering you a negative. So you put in a thousand dollars, you get back. You know, you go back to collect it, and whenever you collect, it and you get nine hundred ninety back, yep. guaranteed loss. Yeah. But what uh, Wiz is talking about is things that are further out of the risk spectrum. So you're taking on more risky. You're buying a more risky bond, mm. but even when you go out the risk spectrum, when you factor inflation into the into still the equation, negative. you're still negative. Okay. That's and that's what Lynn, that's Lynn's point, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is ju- and and so the bond market the bond market is a hundred trillion. Yeah. So, if you're if you're a pension fund, and you've now you're now looking at the biggest drawdown over the next thirty years, mm. as all the baby boomers retire. Yeah. And instead of becoming net contributors into the stonks market, they be, they start to draw that oh, back. Oh yeah, right. At the same oh, time oh, as shit. they're going, as they're uh, drawing back on their pension. Uh, so and that's we, not even
2: negotiable. Like that's happening. Like there's no a, absolutely.
0: Can, that is, it's just you know as Greg Foss says, it's just math. It's not complicated. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then, where's that coming from? Well, they've got to sell down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but they need a. I think it's an eight percent. Year-on-year year return to meet their obligations through to two thousand and fifty. So where are you find an eight percent, where they find an eight percent, they're not getting eight percent from anywhere, right? So that that's why all these hedge funds are getting money poured into them because they're doing exciting slash crazy things, yeah, um, losing lots of money, yeah, but sometimes making spectacularly. But if you're a pension fund, then you've got to, you're trying to figure out a way to make eight percent this year. Yeah. And then you gotta make eight percent next year. And you've got to do that for the next thirty years. Yeah. Just to pay out the people that have been paying into your fund for the last fifty for all their working life. They're now gonna live for another thirty, forty, fifty years. Yeah, wow. So what I think is interesting
2: there is previously it's Bitcoiners just now are people who cared enough to look, right? Um It's going, pushing into the market where people are forced to look because they, you know, like your guys who work in the bond market or pension fund managers, or they they have to look now because they're forced to. Mm.
0: Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're interested to, they're motivated to, but it's only since Bitcoin gets to... A viable financial asset mm-hmm. size, which mm-hmm. realistically is is a trillion dollars and upwards. So it's only just got there. Yeah. Then they're starting to look at it and going, "Yeah, that becomes an investable asset class." But they don't look at it like we look no, at it. No. That, you know, they talk about sharp ratios and Kago and you know, lots and lots of other things. Um, and that's where you know funds like or you know, um, companies like Monochrome here in Australia who are trying to launch bitcoins for you know, the first bitcoin spot etf in australia they're doing you know an incredible amount of work uh on a technical Who, sorry, side can you give it who's
2: a, can you give a shout out to whoever that is i don't know oh, that.
0: yeah it's a shout out to uh monochrome yeah so that's run by jeff Yu. Uh, okay. has okay. a built a fantastic team around him uh not just of bitcoiners researchers but also finance folk from the traditional finance world um who understand how the finance world thinks and what they need to know, uh, and understand in order to be able to consider a small allocation of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah, they're man- not managing other people's money is not like managing your own money, right? And this is where this the is little where, guy wins. This right. is where the little guy wins. Where where we can just go, hey. I've had a few whiskeys. I'm feeling bullish. (laughs) I think I might buy some Bitcoin. (laughs) Smash buy. Happy days. We're done. Right. Now, if the three of us are the investment committee for other people's money, we look at it 14 ways to Sunday. And we might spend eight months doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is no smash buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and that, uh, at one level, that's a really good thing because- you know as as someone, inevitable. Who's, as someone who's founded a company and built a company over time you absolutely do feel a sense of responsibility to the people who work for you and the idea of having to lay them off mm. um, and for them to lose their jobs when you know you know you've met their partners and you know their children and you know they've just bought a house and all those things, that's incredibly stressful yeah um yep. but managing other people's money is the same thing but at an even bigger scale so you want those people to be careful and Mm, prudent mm, mm. that's why those regulations exist but
2: but the impact of that should they they allocate half a percent or one percent is massive yeah
0: Yeah. it's kind of like um, I I don't know what the correct allocation for you is Mm. but I know it's not zero yes (laughs) yes because even if it's just that you're trying to get to
2: your eight percent that you require then you know if bitcoin is outperforming i mean bitcoin by a one percent allocation of bitcoin for these guys could just well all that they really care about is how they're perceived against their competitors right they want to give a good service but the but the but the as a competitive environment so they want to be seen as doing well against yeah right so so once if they can allocate x percentage to bitcoin and that out you know, I have 40% running Bitcoin, can balance the whole portfolio
0: up to, that was, to eight. That that was, uh, you know, irrespective of what you think about Plan B's um, model um, and modeling various models. Um, he did an interesting piece of work uh, probably in late 2019 where he looked at, uh, at a portfolio of 99% cash and 1% Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And it outperformed <laughs> pretty much every bloody. Oh, yeah, never seen that. That's really Everybody yeah. thing. You go and have, go and have a look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really simple. So you just go. Okay. Well, I'll buy T bills and one percent Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and and it just illustrates that incredibly asymmetric upside. And as Andy Edstrom uh, says in his book, um, "Why Buy Bitcoin?" and and he's a he's a chartered financial planner. Right, so he's he's very measured, um, and again, he's required to be thoughtful. He's required right? to be thoughtful. Yeah, you know, he has a fiduciary duty to his clients, and rightly so. And that's that's you know, yeah. If you haven't dealt with managing other people's money, it's a it's a difficult thing to to communicate. But uh, that that asymmetric upside kind of demands that as a financial planner, you are providing at least some small exposure. Now, whether that's through uh, buying stocks in Riot or Marathon or MicroStrategy um, or whether it's uh, getting exposure to one of the Canadian Bitcoin ETFs or hopefully in Australia through um, a Bitcoin ETF in Australia such as Monochrome, um, or some other, uh, some other mechanism, they're unlikely to be able to directly hold. But um, the asymmetric upside is, is really, really important. And whilst I'm not a fan of um, you know the big institutions per se buying, pension funds in particular, or superannuation funds as we call them in Australia, um, they're the ones who give the returns to the school teachers yes. and the nurses and the tradies, because in Australia we have mandatory superannuation. Now you get to choose where it goes, which is a a great thing, um. But the same root problem exists. You know that their returns are being inflated away too, mm. and unless they've got a bit of Bitcoin in their in their portfolios, they're going to have trouble paying paying out as well. Yeah,
2: Brendan, give me a time check, would you? Because I want to. We, if we if we go too long, I'll go. We might have to run into some another one. Well, we are about an hour twenty. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Uh, we're good just now. Um yeah um so where we were before where we were talking about was um you know the the super cycle then are where do you sit on that i i don't know where i think <laughs> i don't really know i mean i think it's inevitable i i you're talking about plan b plan b's model uh, has proven to be quite accurate to date right um and he himself says it's just a model and at some point it'll break um, one saying to the upside. I I, I think it's yeah, that I look at Plan B's model as a floor a floor price for Bitcoin, right? Yeah. That's how I read it, and I I think it breaks to the upside. Now the question for me, the only question for me, is what cycle it breaks to the upside.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd go. I I'd go with um. And a time check on that. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I'd go with BTC econometrics. Uh, um, analysis that you know that the, the floor flaw, FLAW in um, in plan B's model is, is pretty substantial um, mathematically however as a broad observation that as supply reduces and demand increases price goes up well you know I think we all you know don't have too much trouble with that that's a basic mm. law of economics the the danger is in the time and the price prediction so um personally my my time frame is end of the decade um bitcoin price is going to do what bitcoin price is going to do um so looking backwards at those you know those three or four halving candles they're all big fat green candles um the most interesting chart I've seen come out this year is the spiral one. Oh yeah, have you seen that yes, one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is cool. That, that that's that that that's really interesting. Just as a tracking as a tracking mechanism. Now, whether it continues on in the same mm-hmm. same way, I suspect it will. But whether it's predictive, no idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm I not, not. I'm not here I to think, trade. I'm like. No, I think I think you bold. I think it's very bold to try and predict bitcoin price yeah
2: i mean i i mean for me logically it should be the you know the final the final cycle should be today today or yesterday or three years ago when it was obvious to a lot of people but it won't be because we have to just because just because all of a sudden you understand something doesn't mean that everybody else understood it on the same day Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're like.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I thought the funniest thing for, for me, leading into the halving cycle in uh, 2020, that was the first one that I was, as a Bitcoiner, aware of what was going on and watching all the discussion on Twitter. Hilarious. Mm. Hilarious. The idea that, the, that it was all priced in? <laughs> it was Just Nothing's laughable. In. Yeah. You know, and that really comes back to information asymmetry. Right. You, you think, for me, you know, there was probably three or four touches for Bitcoin before I went and scratched in earnest and bought some and then started learning. And that's probably, you know, you, you've probably heard that story many times from many Bitcoiners. Um, and whilst most, Bitco- most people in the world have probably heard of Bitcoin, they might be able to spell it. They might know that the C isn't a capital C. Uh, they might know it's one word, not two words. But that's it. They've had one touch. Yeah. Have they? Have they got to the point where they've gone and had a little scratch? Mm. Nah. Yeah. I, we're we're so early. Yeah. So for me, it's it's far more important that we've passed the inflection point at which Bitcoin is inevitable, and I and I believe we're long past that. So I'm less interested in when it becomes fully adopted than I am in Smoothing the path to
2: see that happen 100% because, as we spoke about before, if you're going up in the rocket, that's wonderful, but you're watching planes fall out the sky. Mm. Mm. And I don't, I've got no interest in watching planes fall out the sky because nah. I want to eat and I want my friends' children to, you know, have a comfortable life <laughs> where they can manage. Yep. Um, or every not for friends, everybody's children, everyone. Yep. So it. The well, more back people, to that Titanic analogy, where we're in the lifeboat trying to get everyone yeah. else on the lifeboat. That's it. You're screaming. You're screaming for people to get on. Yeah. yeah so um, back, and so some back, of the, some of them are dancing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so, to, back to your back to your first question, hats. I think was you know, you know, Do do you yell at people? And I've never mm. found yelling at people to be effective. Um, uh, so can I,
2: sorry, can I just jump in there for a second? It's yeah. got, there's a Scottish thing that says never. Let me get this right never in the history of camden has somebody been taught to camden camden <laughs> yeah. right, uh, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> never happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never happened so and i love i love that saying it's a good saying yeah um because it doesn't you know that doesn't work you have yeah. to go at somebody and go at somebody that's not even the right terminology either but like you have to approach the topic with somebody on an issue that they care about yeah i mean
0: some friends i've talked to and told them that you know i was Know, really interested in bitcoin and you know they might find it interesting too and um but i don't generally push hard people are either interested and ready or not and they'll be ready in their own time and i'm, I'm a big believer that it's important to let people know that when yeah you know, that that you're a guy or a woman that you're happy to answer their questions on Bitcoin. Mm. When when your friend or your family member gets curious, they know that you're a safe person to come and mm-hmm. ask, and and you won't mock them yeah. for asking all of the twenty five thousand questions that all Bitcoiners ask.
3: Other than saying um, you buy in at the price you deserve. No, you <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> we, we
0: we we laugh about that on we laugh about that on Twitter, but. That's not the thing to say, no, in my view. I know, not the thing to say. I did say that to my brother actually. <clears throat> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think he appreciated it. <laughs> no, no And they have some... I mean But we all we all ask those 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 questions about, well, you know, can't the government ban it? What happens if the yeah, internet yeah, gets yeah. turned oh, off? Yeah, yeah, totally, you know, totally. What totally. happens if what happens if SHA two fifty six gets broken? You know, well, quantum computing, my roads. Qu- all yeah. of those things, yeah. and and they're all good questions to ask, yeah. and you need to dig into them. And once you get the answer, and you're comfortable, like, yeah, a thousand people, a thousand times smarter than me, have already dug into this, uh, yeah. and I've read some of that stuff, and like, yeah, tick next. Yeah, um, I love when somebody
2: new comes at Twitter, obviously when somebody new comes in and they ask a question and the the, the positivity <laughs> of answer below the question is just great totally. right totally. almost almost 100% right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Ha- asking good faith absolutely oh, i
2: have but, no problem with people not understanding
0: no mm, problem whatsoever absolutely Ty- all the time in the world and i i spend probably too much time with Twitter. strangers complete strangers right well yeah there are, new bitcoiners yes i don't think of them as strangers just new bitcoiners and they're curious yeah even my
3: my solar question like yesterday when you jumped in and then i had some other guys jumping in about kind of you know how to potentially tackle it which is kind of cool cool. i didn't
2: see that i'm going to go back and read that because that's that's really cool um but yeah you just if you've got you come in with a humility and you come in with a genuine Genuine question question. yeah exactly there's no toxicity there's no toxicity in the room yeah right it's great. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about what we're doing here? Um, Brendo and I, yeah. what do you feel about this? Is this
0: like, w- this is awesome. So this is a great example of people doing what they can. And I'm full of admiration for you guys doing it. And, Sorry, and I wasn't, I, that wasn't what I, and and I genuinely have, want to know. No, no, I, I have loved listening to the pod. Um, and uh, and I'm very honoured to be uh, asked to to be on no, it. Mate. Oh, listen, listen, that's great. The, 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 that's that's
2: the, the pleasure is definitely ours. But um, the um, it's so I struggled personally for a while about. So I had you know I had a Twitter profile that was my name, and then I you know I all of a sudden realised I was only tw- tweeting about Bitcoin. And uh, you mean you
0: have another name apart yeah, I, from Hat? I, <laughs> I do.
2: I do. Stacking. Um, but <laughs> the um, but. I struggled for a while going, what can I do? I don't know. I'm not, te- I'm not technical. I'm not, you know, You know. I, I I went through all the things I couldn't do. Right. And I was like, I want to contribute. I want to get a job in Bitcoin. What can I? And then at that time I was like looking at the job I'm not capable of these, some of these things that are being advertised. And then, so, you know, I ended up creating a little website and then Brendel came into my life. <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> <"Nah!"> <laughs> I need to leave you two alone for a while. <laughs> please don't, please
2: don't. But, and then we started doing this and I, we have no goal here. We, we've spoken about that we should have a goal. We've no, spoken why about-
3: they? why though? Just do I,
2: this. Yeah, and just see what happens. I mean, yeah.
0: No, look, what, what you're doing is, is you're talking about your experiences about coming into Bitcoin and about learning uh, Bitcoin. And that is a common experience For every new wave of Bitcoiners. Yeah. So um, I listened to a lot of uh, Peter McCormack's podcasts because he came in in the same kind of cycle that I did in 2017, made the same sort of mistakes. I didn't make quite the same... uh, Very publicly. ...magnitude of catastrophic mistakes he made. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I made the mistake of shitcoining and eventually figured it out a little bit quicker than Peter. Um, but I, but hey, Peter. the the thing i The thing I really admire about Peter is is he's been very public about it. Yeah, and that's been a wonderful lesson for a lot of people. So you either learn by reading or listening or watching other people um, make mistakes and go, "Thanks for that lesson. I don't need to pay the tuition fee now." Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Or, yeah, yeah. Or you go, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm way smarter than you. And then you go and have to pay your tuition fee. But I agree
3: with that. I know a lot of people don't like Peter McCormick. I'm not sure that you're a massive fan, Hats. But I do admire the fact that he's an open book. You know what I mean? Like, no,
0: I respect. Yeah, but, I respect But my, my point about Peter is that, you know, very smart guy. You know, exactly what he's doing. Um, and he brought, brought through a whole wave of of Bitcoiners from that era, Mm. from 2017. Now, Bitcoiners didn't stop coming into Bitcoin in 2017, Mm. right? So the newer podcasts, you will attract a different group Mm. and they will be the Bitcoiners coming in now Mm -hmm. who came in in 2019 and 2020 and 2021, right? And they're just at the beginning of their journeys and they're going, how's all this work? Where do I find my information? Who do I listen to? and yeah. you know having having those having that conversation that you guys have and you know i've loved the the conversations you have with camilla and with uh mm, cool, yeah, and others great. um the guests just, have been
2: wonderful right yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really good.
0: yeah i loved it and they they help others gain confidence in asking questions and answering questions and where to go to it's you know everyone contributes in a way that they're comfortable with now. I don't think I could run a podcast, um, but I, I really enjoy contributing to, uh, helping run the Bush bash. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Sure. Well, and, let's go there. And, and, let's, let's go and
0: there. it, and, and it kind of helps. Uh, I think it helps, um, oh, um, It helps the Australian. Awesome yeah, massively. Absolutely. I would just
2: very quickly like to say, I have been, I have been super critical of Peter, but I still listen to Peter's podcasts. Yeah, right? I do. I do. So uh, that tells you what, and don't look at what I say, look at what I do. Yeah. Um, like i have still got something to learn from peter's podcast so like i will continue to be critical where i think it's necessary but and hope i hope he is of me if that's ever a requirement if i'm ever a line or whatever i hope he comes at me but um yeah so i think it's okay to be critical i think i like i, I like the criticism of everyone because it keeps everyone honest what's an next pub
0: yeah, look, the the <laughs> thing. Do you want to call that? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, you no, know, but you Peter,
1: know what? Sorry, Peter, take,
0: no, Peter no, takes the piss sometimes, yeah. right? But but what Peter does, uh, you know, and this is speaking from a business perspective as someone who's you know worked in business development for a while, Peter never forgets who his customer is. Yeah, right. So his customer is his mate that he goes and drinks with down the path Yes, who's bought yeah a hundred quid worth of Bitcoin. Doesn't really understand it. what's the wallet thing about? What are you fucking talking about a node, right? Those are the people that he talks to in his pods. And that's a massive market, right? And he has never forgotten his audience, right? Right? Yeah, good point. And that's my point. And so, you know, you you go through Peter McCormack. It's great. I've learned lots lots and lots. And he's a great interviewer and he's got better and he has some great guests. But then you go, actually, I want some more, I want some more meat. I don't mm. just want the fries, right? I want to <laughs> listen to Stefano Marta. yeah, yeah. You know, I, w- I want to listen to, um, you know, uh, finance. I want to listen to Preston Pish. I want to listen to some of the Swan Bitcoin guys. You know, I want to listen to people from different parts of the world. I want to listen to Daniel Prince. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just, you know, even looking back four years, back to 2017 when I came in, the the quality of the material oh, available so now is just sensational, so good, so good. all right, let's go and, Bush bash and, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and you guys are ready to that good well
2: we uh, I think well okay, let's not say we have to have a goal. I just want to do something that's beneficial to people right that's that's my goal um and I think I'd, we don't we're not going to be the the technical guys you know go, it's going go watch Steph on or Matt or whatever but um or listen, I should say, but um yeah, I'm just trying to work out what what it is exactly that we can contribute um and to provide that to people and then, people, think, can ma- and then think, people can make but, their own decision but the, fact,
0: the fact that you're not a technical guy would be that, ab- that's maybe part would, of why i can w- contribute right w- Is or absolutely lead, typical so you know you should you should learn how to run a node yeah yeah right and talk about that yeah and then once you've worked out how to run a node you know why is it important yeah and what then- was actually difficult and what was difficult, yeah. or what was not difficult, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know you run different nodes, and how do you, how do they compare, yeah? And then what did you learn out of it? So you know we we were talking before a bit, Brendo. You know, my my first node was a was a I mm. Um, on a I think they built them on a Raspberry Pi three, mm. which was pretty fucking dodgy. Um, but then the fours came out in the node packages, and I ran a my node. Mm. That thing was just a treasure trove of learning opportunities. So many like apps. Like, what the fuck is this mempool thing? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's an explorer? Yeah. You know, holy crap. There's all this stuff in yeah. here. Oh. Have you got the four gig Which Raspberry Pi or the eight?
3: Uh, I've got a number of Raspberry <laughs> Pi. Oh, okay. All right. right yeah. you know, I wanted I want I want to get I'm an ready. eight. And and they're all, they're all out,
0: like, out of stock at the moment. Yep. I'm like, shit.
3: Yeah. Anyway
0: yeah so all of those things are, are great for me they were great learning opportunities because i'm a tinkerer mm. i like to i like to learn by doing and sometimes that accounts for the large quantity of scar tissue the two tu- tuition, phase, the tuition fees the tuition fees thank you thank you brendo <laughs> the <fuck up> theory <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so but but the nice thing is then that, for me, that embeds those lessons. And then I feel confident talking to other people about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel confident talking to other people about stuff that I haven't used and wouldn't recommend. Yeah, fair enough.
2: All right, so you're about to talk to other people at Murrundai. Um, uh, so let's let's tell people what that is, firstly, um, and what your role in, is, in it is,
0: and um, what's going to be happening in the next one. Is that, Can we go there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, generally... Uh, we turn up at Marirondi. Brendo brings the Rehypnol for um for hats. And then we take to. We take. He didn't know that last year. And you've just... It would have to be that way. It would have to be that way. Oh, oh we don't weird. talk about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jesus.
1: So
0: uh, so, so <laughs> the whole the whole Bitcoin bush bash um was... Uh, it, it came out of a conversation that I had with uh, Hotlon comrades who uh, lives down in Canberra, and I live up in Brisbane, and um, and we're good mates. And uh, last year, with all the lockdowns, uh, eventually the uh, the gracious overlord in Queensland looked like she was going to open up the border at the start of November or end of October. And at the beginning of October, I, I rang, uh, rang Hodalon Comrades, and I said to him, hey, what was that place that, you know... You and uh, you and your mate uh, Sir Hugo uh, go to for playing golf and get on the piss and get away from the wives for a weekend. And uh, he said, "Oh, Murarundi," and I said, "Where the hell's that?" So I've jumped onto Google Maps and looked at um, looked at Murrundi, And guess what? It's halfway between Canberra and Brisbane. I said, "Look, how about first weekend in November, we go down to Murarundi, and you, me, and uh, Sir Hugh." We can uh, have a few beers, talk the corn, and um, have a bit of fun for the weekend. And he's like, that's a great idea, Wiz. And uh, so, done deal. Happy days. Two days later, buddy, his lordship, on Comrades, <laughs> has, has created a website, BitcoinBushBash.info, tweeted it out and said, yeah, Wizard of Oz and me are meeting up for a few beers uh, on the week, first weekend in November. Uh, it'll be good fun. It's in Mararundi. Here's the website. Uh, contact either of us if you'd like to come. I, think I remember that post too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, and I, I And I remember looking at that post going, what, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, I've jumped onto the website and gone, fuck, he's created a website and everything. <laughs> you know, he's popped a couple of accommodation venues up there and I happy days. It. Anyway. So all of a sudden, um, you know, started getting DMs from all these randos on Twitter that oh, I'd, that I'd never said, heard of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, including you two guys. And, um, and people, you know, adding their name and you know, and, and plenty of people who didn't. Um, and so those that were happy, you know, to have their name added to the website, we just, you know, clink, 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 clink. So it was about, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 people said they might come. It was like, oh. Oh, we should probably do some. And someone said, "Oh, is it going to be in presentations?" And we thought, <laughs> "Oh, maybe there should be some presentations." I should, I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we talked to a few people who, were, who we knew were coming, and a few of them were happy to present. And yeah, you know, we picked a bunch of topics, and then we rolled up at uh, rolled up at the pub at at the Railway Hotel in Mararundi and um, on Friday night there was I don't know, it was about eight of us, and we had a few beers and went to bed i woke up in the morning and we weren't sort of kicking off till late morning and uh yeah it was not like any other event i've ever been involved with which is you know meetups and some corporate events and some fairly big conferences as well but usually with those it's a hundred say they're gonna come yeah 60 will turn up but um uh this was the opposite mm. and it's turned out to be the case ever since so there was about 15 to 20 said they'd come around about 40 turned up yeah and we ate we ate uh we ate the hotel out of steak over the two days yeah. that was uh that was a particular ac- accomplishment do you know what was impressive too is that they handled the
3: shit out of that those orders i think
0: yeah it was
2: good
3: that's good but it was quick it yeah. was, uh, I was i was was expecting this tiny backwater town Oh, I with it. a pub kitchen to not be able to handle it, but they're just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah, Other yeah. than running out of steak. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so for two days, uh, they gave us the whole back room in the pub, outdoor area. Uh, overhead projector, and we you know, we talked and talked and talked about Bitcoin. So there were presentations um, from uh, sort of midday to late afternoon. They included uh, presentations on Bitcoin custody. Mm. Uh, there was uh, JP Technology from uh, Sydney, and Catan came. They demonstrated the uh, the Blockstream satellite. So we actually set the satellite up in the beer garden, yep. and then uh, and uh, did some transactions and saw them received yeah, on the on the cool. Blockstream satellite. Um. We talked about Liquid. We talked about Hoddle, which had uh, just launched Lending at that point. Um, Yeah, there there was lots and lots of things we we sort of presented and talked about. But mainly it was just a whole bunch of Bitcoiners uh, meeting each other and not having to have the early stage discussion of, Mm. yeah, there's only 21 million of them. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, did you know did you you know that bitcoins are divisible into into 100 minutes you feel like
2: you stepped into a room where you could talk to people immediately right yeah Yeah, it was really comfortable it It was really comfortable and it was
0: was, uh it was a lot of fun and a lot of um uh a lot of great bonds and and it was after being there for that weekend and uh it was a it's about a 12-hour drive or 10-hour drive back to brisbane um you know, I really thought about that weekend a lot and, and I wrote that article, Gather Your Tribe, mm. on, um, on Citadel 21 as well. And it was really, it was partly inspired by The weekend and partly inspired by reading uh, Brandon Quitham's article um, On the Fourth Turning, which was an essay... Oh, Ben talked about that last week. The fourth yeah. journey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it was an, it was an essay um, summarising a book, basically. Yeah. But generally reflecting that uh, history moves in cycles, and those cycles are generally of an uh, you know, 80 to 90-year duration, and we're coming into the fourth cycle now, which kind of started in around 2008. Therefore, it's going to run... Um, oh, no, not... No, the whole the whole cycle is 80 years yeah so the the cycle will run through to the end of this decade through to about the end of 2030 yeah um and is typically one with chaos and destruction and you know a, a reordering of the world um and it certainly feels like that over the last couple of years mm. um but at the time you know there was there was that in the back of my mind there was also the incredible um, bonding and camaraderie and shared values and animated discussion and challenging discussions with Bitcoiners from all over Australia who came. Um, And that really brought home to me about the importance of building bonds with people you can trust when times are tough. And kind of like buying insurance, you can't buy insurance when the house is on fire. Mm. You buy insurance in case the house is on fire. Mm. And for that same reason, um, you know, doing things like the bush bash where you get the opportunity to meet other Bitcoiners um, more experienced, smarter in, you know, most areas and to talk to those guys and women and learn from them and sharpen, you know, steel, sharpens steel or iron, sharpens iron, whichever way you like to put it. Um, your, your knowledge just goes up incrementally so quickly yeah. uh, and I've just I've just gained so much from it so it's one of those things I've been keen to encourage and support and we've done three this year yeah. so we did the one in Murrurundi uh, first weekend in November last year the Victorians couldn't come to that one so we did one in uh, Beechworth in the autumn and then we did one in uh, in the winter in Yapoon up in Queensland Unfortunately none of the southern states could come up to that one. Uh and then we're back to Mararando um for the uh for the early summer, this one. So based on how the last few went, I suspect there'll be three a year going forward, uh if there's if there's interest. That's awesome. Yeah, I think k-
3: kudos to you and um Hodlon comrades for or comrades for getting it and happening and organizing it and continuing to uh to push, it, I suppose.
2: Well, that's just back to what you contribute, isn't it? Just like yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter what it doesn't really matter what you do. It's just that you do. You know, like just work out what it is that you think is you possibly have and and offer that. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, I mean we we went and we I mean we loved it. I mean, it was the first time for me I'd been years watching crazy people on YouTube and talking to myself basically and
0: then, and then you get to go and have beers with the crazy yeah, people yeah, well, that's yeah it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. and i was like there's crazier people
0: than me <laughs> <laughs> this is great oh all of a sudden i'm so normal oh, yeah exactly <laughs> I'm so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly
2: but um yeah it's it was um I, yeah the world is is, is changing in the sense that we're we're so connected online but there is still a value to have you know face-to-face contact and 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 just learning from looking people in the eye and just trying to work out yourself what you think that they think and yeah and taking their advice and or taking their their whatever they have to say and then critically an, analyzing that yourself and then going away and thinking and i spent a lot of time after the back of the thanks to yourself i mean um really i went away thinking i, I need to be better i've got i can be better here i need to start to be better um so thank you i mean that's just on a, as an aside but um um yeah it was great so i would mm. encourage anyone um, who's who's thinking about it? Come along, it's very welcoming. Well, no, don't, don't... come along this week because I think all the accommodation. Was well, yeah, bring out. a tent, bring a tent because we have booked tent. out the whole town. But, um... Or
3: or a, some floaties. Oh yeah, bring <laughs> a yeah yeah yeah
2: exactly. What do
3: you call it? Um, but all right, let's. We should probably wrap this up. This is like an hour, almost two hours. so all right. Yeah yeah. Do you want to tell us uh, your
0: handle or anything about yourself that you want to share? Oh uh, yeah, you. Uh, more than welcome if you want to follow my ship posting on twitter so um my twitter handle is uh btc shelling point uh on twitter um my handle name is wizard of oz and uh some people have asked where's that come from and it's like are are you like a tactical wizard i'm like no think more like the old bloke behind the curtain is closer to the actual analogy <laughs> that's great all so, right
2: anything else hats no mate i thank you i genuinely i love this so, great to have you here as the first you know real person in my studio g- guest yeah, no, 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 guest, yeah, 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 yeah. what do you awesome. think of the studio
0: it's great right yeah um,
2: the um thanks for coming really appreciate it um you're welcome anytime and um, we we'll look forward to seeing you, day. Well, and, we will uh, in a week.
0: And and, uh, and to echo your uh, your most famous episode, were we right, boys? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're right. Yeah, we're right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, guys, if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, The plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week, so hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, If you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn.